You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javano Kelly live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for another incredible conversation here in the African Father in America podcast. I am really uh, privileged to be here with uh, a wonderful friend and an incredible leader, Leila Talks, who is an activist, uh, who is implementing, you know, large-scale uh, strategic initiatives as a business advisor to Fortune 500 companies, and is also doing a lot of work in the Virginia grassroots uh, politics, uh, and also impacting the world, uh, especially Ethiopia. Uh, through her popular Lila Talks YouTube channel. And so today we are going to uh, hear a lot uh, about the impact that Lila is having in the world. Lila, go ahead and say hi before we begin the show. Hello, my African brothers and sisters and friends. I'm so excited to be here. Simon is one of my favorite people who is an advocate for Pan-Africanism. So I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Excellent, excellent. Thank you again, Leela. I'm just so deeply grateful that uh, you're here. And uh, today we are going to start our conversation with an amazing, amazing um, a proverb. Uh, today's proverb is actually from Ghana, from the Ashanti uh, community. And uh, it says that it's a bad child who doesn't take advice. It's a bad child who doesn't take advice. So I have three nuggets of wisdom uh, related to this proverb that I want us to explore briefly. I want to share, and then I want Leela to share with us her own perspective, explore what this proverb means, uh, you know, to you, uh, Leela. So the first nugget of wisdom, again, for those who are just joining us, uh, the first nugget of wisdom related to this proverb, the proverb says, it's a bad child who doesn't take advice. Now, the first nugget of wisdom says that seek out helpful advice, you know. Uh, it's on you to seek advice, you know. Advice will never come to you. It's on you to seek wisdom. Wisdom will never come to you. Number two, listen to experienced people, you know. Actually, that's part of why I love being here with you, Leela, today, because a lot of the work you've done, I also want to be around. You want to be the around the village fire when you're talking about your work so that I can learn uh, because I know that that's going to influence how I grow a lot of the the initiatives and the and the projects that I do um, and also the last nugget of wisdom says that receiving mentorship is invaluable you know a lot of us uh, especially Africans uh, whether we are back home or in the diaspora we we rarely seek out mentorship unless we're in a corporate setting unless uh it's informal we we don't intentionally seek out partner uh, mentorship in a way that uh you know we consistently meet our mentor whether it's once a week whether it's once a month even once a year but we intentionally know that uh for example lila is my mentor and it's because of this this and this you know so those are some of the three nuggets i wanted you to just note down uh but now i want to come to you lila one of the things i love to do is to you know ask my guests to you know uh, share their own interpretation of the proverb but before i do that i just want you to take a moment and 
really properly introduce yourself because I feel that you've accomplished so much and uh, the introduction I gave is just, uh, you know, it's just not enough. So share a little bit about yourself and then share what this proverb means to you as we continue on with the show. Thank you so much. Okay, sure, Simon. I mean, you, you pretty much summed it up. Um, so my background is in consulting, but my passion is my people, you know, doing a lot of advocacy, activism, and humanitarian work specifically for um, Ethiopian Eritreans. But um, I'm also a big proponent of us, you know, working together. So that's why Simon and I, we knew each other on Clubhouse because we wanted to create spaces, create conversations where we can build synergy for our, the continent. Um, I'm working on my PhD. I'm towards the end, the tail end of it. So I'm very excited. That's in entrepreneurship. Um, I have a couple of real estate projects and Leela Talks is a YouTube channel. Um, it kind of was birthed during COVID. And from there, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. So all my handles are Leela Talks. And I'm just about empowering people. You know, we have so many things within us, our talents, our skills, and sometimes people don't have the confidence to tap into that, even advocacy work, right? People think, oh, you have to have a lot of money or you have to, you know, um, know a lot of people. But I always try to, you know, emphasize you can do so much for the people that are surrounding you that touch you. So. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Uh, if you are joining us on YouTube, uh, make sure you give this video a thumbs up and leave us with your comment down there. Let us know what you think so far in regards to my conversation with the incredible Leela. And also, if you're on Clubhouse, make sure you share the link uh, to the room, you know, uh, and uh, just share in the comment as well, uh, you know, how you feel about this conversation that we're having here with Leela. Now, Leela, I think we were able to send you the proverb for the day earlier before our time together. And again, the proverb says that it's only a bad child that uh, doesn't take advice. It's only a bad child who doesn't take advice. Uh, I wanted to just say a little something here before you exploit further is that this proverb, in fact, as we were preparing for the show uh, before we went live, you and I were just talking and I was saying that this proverb is really befitting with someone like you who is always at the forefront of, uh, you know, bringing issues in Africa to the global stage. And um, a lot of African leaders don't listen to advice. <laughs> and I, I think I want you to take it from here. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, this is a proverb that's all about, you know, your own interpretation. So, you know, I know back home, back in the day, we used to say, you know, bad children, bad this, you know, but the way I, when I read it and what resonated with me is that we're all God's children, right? So it's not just a child as a, as a young person, which it is, it could be reflected, but I think it's also individuals, you know, as a child of God, a person where we're supposed to help others, we're, we're supposed to, you know, be open, be humble. I think whether it's leaders, whether it's individuals, unfortunately, you know, it's our culture to have this ego, this pride and the sense of arrogance of I know everything. And that really, really can get you in trouble, um, whether it's the Western world, Eastern, wherever you are. And so seeking advice to the right people, right? And, and different people is knowledge, you know, having a level of diversity, even seeking knowledge from younger people. Like I, I'll talk about my childhood story in a bit, but being exposed in different places really increased my life. So you can get mentorship, you can get knowledge everywhere. 
Um, it doesn't have to be this hierarchical thing where someone's like above you. It's something or some piece of their aspect of their life that you that resonates with you. And so for me, when we talk about, you know, a bad child is, you know, a child who doesn't you know receive advice. Um, I think it's all of us seeking us as our inner child. Right, because if you think about whether it's romantic relationships, professional relationships, a lot of the struggles people have is that inner child that we haven't settled with. And so seeking out emotional vulnerability or seeking out knowledge in certain areas, I think can help people grow to be more impactful in this world. So that was my take. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. I agree with you 100%. Uh, and uh you know i want to continue building on to our conversation but first i want to just recognize uh, a couple of people who helped make this show possible of course lavender who is here with me cabs who is on clubhouse and steven who is also on clubhouse uh and kesiwa who is uh, an amazing and consistent supporter of the show uh and roger who is joining us from singapore uh, and Brother Rushi is also joining us, I think, from North Carolina. Thank you so much. I have my daughter, my second born, Atienu, who is also joining us. She's just listening in. She's very interested in podcasting. She's, uh, you know, six years old, but she decided to wake up early and be a part of this show. So thank you for joining us. Now, Lila, uh, you know, one of the questions I love asking my guests is, uh, to explore with us a childhood story that inspired the work you do today. This is because my own story is related to when I was around eight years old, my mother gave me a bicycle and I began distributing milk and bread in our neighborhood. And that really formed my, my, the beginning of my adulthood, you know, and the beginning of me learning leadership and um, really entrepreneurship and how to how to live with people, how to build community, how to mobilize, you know. And uh, I love asking my guests this question because all of us started from somewhere. All of us have a story of how our journey began. And a lot of where our journey began also influences how we impact the world today. So I want you to share with us, you know, a story from many, many years ago. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's actually quite relevant to today's conversation. So I'm going to tell you a story of the first time I visited Africa, specifically Ethiopia. Um, mind you, I was born and raised in America, so give me grace when I tell you this story. Um, so typical spoiled kid wants their TV, wants their Game Boy. You know, that was kind of my universe at, you know, 10 years old. And um, so we, my mom decides, let's go to Ethiopia. We were there for a month. We went to different places. And this was around, I'm close to 40 now. So this was in the 90s, right? So there was, you know, a lot of poverty there. Um, in your face. Now, if you go there, you probably, you'll, you'll see it. You're like, okay, it's normal. But, but then it was quite um, alarming where as soon as you drive your car, you stop. Children, people will swarm your car begging um, in Amharic and I don't speak the language. So it was, it was a very moving time. And I think that whole month that I was there to see so many people suffering and children suffering and little things I would say to my mom, I'm like, oh, mom, you know, how come they're ashy? How come they don't have lotion? She's like, they can't afford that. You know, so things that are luxury to us, you wouldn't even think about it as a child. 
I saw how how um, how scarce that is, and people are looking for food. And so um, it really, really stuck with me. So that year um, for Christmas, you know how people give you money and, and things. I saved all my money. It was probably like three hundred dollars from everyone, and I gave it away. I said, "Mom, give this to the children." There was like a church that was working with kids there. Give this away and make sure that they're okay. They have clothes and stuff. And I think that was um, a sense of. I feel giving, whether your talent, your money, is a sense of appreciating your gratitude. And so that was the first time that I, I had empathy and sympathy for someone else's experiences. And I think the children just really touched me. And so that just put, uh, you know, a little planted a little seed in me, right? Just that exposure at 10 to be where I am today with all the different things I've done. So yeah, that was a pretty moving experience. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And uh, I actually want to just add a follow-up question here. You are recently in Ethiopia and uh, you are also there for a month, similar to how you did when you were younger, you know. How was the experience? Uh, share with us, uh, you know, a little how your experience this time was. Oh, my goodness. Well, I've been there two times prior to that first time, total four. So I was just there in last December and, you know, it's a... Addis Ababa is the capital. It's a buzzing city. Like certain parts, you're like, wow, where am I? Right. Um, and it's very beautiful. And it's, it has all these luxury spas. But I also always try to tap into the locals. And, and so taking the bus, taking, you know, walking around. And there is also a severe poverty in pockets, you know, behind this beauty and, and all this, you know, glory. Um, there's still a lot of suffering. So I think you have to kind of not go into those communities, but you really have to keep your mind open because you could just be in your car driving around. But it was wonderful to visit a lot of family members. Um, previously, I didn't have family there, but now I had a lot of family who are from America, who let's say have been here for 20 years and they're going back. They're going back, they're starting businesses there. And that's very exciting, you know, so, you know, as far as I'm um, interested in entrepreneurship. So to see women taking charge, men taking charge, and also giving knowledge back to their community, I think is really um, inspiring. I always feel like, oh, maybe I need to go back and do something. So um, that's kind of been my experience there, spending time with family, seeing the, the country flourish, but there's also a lot of um, pain, and I think we'll probably get into it a little bit, but, you know, there was a civil war still kind of, you know, wrestling with um, the peace deal. And I went to a, a city called Dabar Burhan, about two and a half hours away from Addis, and it's an internally displaced people's camp. So people have come from other regions. Um, and so I can talk a little bit more when we, I know we have so much to say, but I'll kind of stop there. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just love... Um... I love your storytelling, uh, you know, skills and, and just your passion, you know, the way you talk about Africa, the way you talk about Ethiopia, it just shows how, how you, you know, you love the motherland. And uh, I want us to just go now deep into the work that you do here in the U.S., especially in Washington, D.C., where you've done so much, you know, you've done so much. And uh, I want you to share with us a couple of maybe three or four things that really make you proud right now uh you know when you look back over the last 10 years what are some of the th maybe three things just focus on three areas that you're really really proud of that you want everybody who is listening uh to not only listen but plug in you know so that at the end of the show i want you to also share with us how we can 
where we can go in order to be more plugged in and how we can also stay connected with you. But uh, before you respond to this, I just want to say thank you to everyone who is watching on YouTube and thank you to everybody who is listening in on Clubhouse. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you give this video a thumbs up and a comment below. And if you are on Clubhouse, make sure you also share the link to the room and let us know in the chat what you think about this conversation so far. Okay, Lila, carry on, please. Yeah, so um, I, I was raised in Virginia all my life. And so after, you know, Trump went to office in 2017, I was very passionate about women's rights and, uh, and race equality. So I created a group called the Arlington Huddle Action Network, and we helped identify um, underrepresented communities to um, basically become uh, public officials. So helping them canvas, helping them fundraise. And so I really fell into that pretty deeply. But I've always had a humanitarian heart for Ethiopia. Um, going back, there was an organization called Artists for Charity. It's actually quite a creative concept where different people would have art, they would donate to the charity and all the proceeds that we raise on an annual like holiday benefit would be sent to uh, an orphanage that this woman created uh, for children who are double orphans, no living parents, and they have HIV or AIDS. And so I was involved in that pretty extensively for eight years. Um, and I also created a, a LA chapter. So my fondest, I think, moment of being proud of myself was diving in. I'm not an artist. I, you know, I never, you know, managed volunteers and create, you know, create this branch. And we raised $40,000 in one night. And it was the most that this organization has had. And it was to help them be sustainable. So I've always had a heart for, um, you know, people of color in America, Pan-Africanism, as well as Ethiopians and Eritreans. And, uh, you know, circling back for the last, there was a war that broke out, a civil war between the old regime and the current um, administration in Ethiopia. And there were a lot of heavy sanctions that were at play, like AGOA, which is basically the agricultural growth, you know, of Africa for us to be able to, you know, do the clothing from H&M and having things be developed. And and that was a huge hit to Ethiopia. So I did a lot of advocacy work with the State Department um, on the Hill, speaking on behalf of Ethiopian and Americans about some of these bills that were a little bit harmful to um, many people, especially women, because the majority of the workers in these factories are women. So my soft spot is women and children. And um, last year, I went to Ethiopia in January. I went to three towns, Ataya, Deborah Burhan, and Shorobit. These were areas that were affected by the war. And I interviewed people. I interviewed just you know women who were allowed me to share their story. And I had a uh, documentary that I developed called um, you know it was basically the rape victims of TPLF. Um, there's a you know unfortunately just like many places in Africa, rape is used as a weapon of war, and it's so monstrous and so hurtful because we're all brothers and sisters. You know these are just innocent people. So I did that last year. And so this year, when I went to Ethiopia, I went to the IDP camp, as I mentioned earlier, which is internally displaced people. So, you know, refugees are people who leave the country, you know, but these are people who left their particular regions for whether it's war, whether it's ethnic cleansing, whether it's drought, there's so many different, you know, reasons. Um, and so when I went to this camp and in this one city, they have two camps. One has 17,000. The other one has 13,000. So a total of 30,000 people in one concentrated area and an overwhelmingly amount of people are women. And there were about 1,500 orphan children that I met. 
And so I have videos and I'm, I'm working on it. You know, I just got back and, and I'll have it on my YouTube channel. So please, please check out Lila Talks and subscribe so you can see when it comes up. But just the same feeling I felt when I was 10 years old and I was so shocked by what I, what I witnessed, even more so I mean, this is something that has haunted me every day since I've been there. These kids, them looking in your eyes, looking for guidance, and then they're not, they're looking for food, but they also want your love. You know, they want your attention. They want your hug. They, they have no one. Um, you know, unfortunately, USAID provides medical supplies and UNICEF provides uh, like general supplies, like book bags and tents, but foods is largely based off of individual donations. I believe the government gives, you know, some amount, but it's not enough to support everyone. So this really, really struck me. And I think in my community, at least a lot of times when something bad happens, people are really focused on the blaming, who to blame, who did this, who, you know, and they, they go like this, blame, 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 blame. And guess what? The people who are impacted the most are left behind. No one's feeding them. No one's saying, how can we transition to you to a better life? They all, it's, and it goes back to the question you said, Simon, about um, the bad child and bad advice or not taking advice. It's like, if you think you know everything or you think you know what's best and you're not willing to seek advice from others, you can't help the people that you so-called advocate for. And so I was really struck by that. I said, you know what? It's going to take humanity to save our people. It's going to take, we can't look at any external government entities or even our own sometimes to do what's best for our people. And so I said, let me create this sharing website. It just shares information. It's called the humanity, right? Humanity. This is a humanity issue. Network, a network of people, a network of kind-hearted people who have integrity, transparency, and respect for Ethiopians. It could be for anyone, but this is the group that I'm, I'm focusing on. So the website's called humanity for ethiopia.com and this is just a place of organizations like let's say simon if you have an organization i know you very well i trust you you have transparency then i would have someone like you on my website i'm not collecting any money i'm just sharing to say if you want to help these are the ways i'm kind of connecting the donors donators with uh the people who can get the work done so I'm, as you can tell i'm very very passionate about this i want to bring more awareness a lot of people aren't even aware I think the US media tends to focus on what they perceive as their strongest allies, which is Ukraine. And what's happening in Russia and Ukraine is devastating. It's, it is very sad. But Ukrainians are also getting a lot of help, not just from the US, but also Europeans. What about their African allies, especially in the Horn of Africa, which is a very strategic place for them to support? So US has been very involved and influential in the peace deal, and they have helped in different ways. I just need them to step up a little bit and really focus on the people. So uh, I'll stop there if there's any questions, but that's kind of what I've been working on and what I've been doing. I love, I love everything you do, and I hope everyone is listening in and, uh, you know, engaging, uh, whether it's on YouTube or Clubhouse. I realize that on Clubhouse, we, we might not be getting the audio clearly today. So I just want to... Uh, take a moment and uh, I want to check in with you Cubs um, how are you doing and uh, how is the conversation with Lila uh, going for you so far and also what are your perspectives on this proverb I want to hear your voice in uh, just for a second and then I want to go over a few people on the stage Lila and just note some of their comments and their feedback in regards to our conversation and then come back and reflect on it and then I want us to continue on 
where you can also share with us uh, you know the website again and how we can stay connected with you how we can support your work and i feel that what you do needs time and i feel that we need to look into doing even a series of conversations because it's interesting you say uh, the us and the international community the western world is really not paying attention to africa you know they're looking for quick fixes you know but when it comes to ukraine uh, it's different you know it's different and uh, even how african immigrants were treated in ukraine is is not the way uh, europeans are being treated in africa you know we open our doors and we lay the best carpets uh, for our European friends, you know, and our American friends, you know. But when it comes to even immigrants here in the U.S., the way we are treated is not humane, you know. So, uh, you know, we just need to we just need to discuss these things the way they are. Uh, but uh, I want to come to you, uh, Cubs, real quick, uh, so that we hear from you, uh, and then we'll come back to you, Leila, in a moment. with what we have been talking about recently. Uh, in fact, yesterday we were talking about sitting around the fire, listening to our elders. And I think um, this proverb really ties on back to that. There's so much rich wealth of knowledge that's available. What's replacing our elders is the social media. And I think that is really causing a lot of challenges because it's causing a challenge around leadership, ar around losing them. So very uh, wonderful proverb. Um, Leila, uh, good to meet you. Um, uh, I heard uh, some of what you're saying, and I think it's fantastic um, what you're doing in Ethiopia. And I heard how you were inspired going back when you were 10 years old and wanting to do something and the seeds were planted then and continuing to do um, the work that you're doing. So thank you so much for your for your share. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you, Leela. And thank you, Cubs. I believe the audio issue is fixed now. Cubs, can you just confirm? Leila, can we hear you? Can you say something? Yes. Can you hear me? Oh, perfect. I heard, yeah. I heard everything. I heard everything that the last participant um, shared. So thank you yeah. so much for your remarks. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Um, yeah. Uh, excellent. Okay. We'll continue on. I want to hear from you, uh, Stephen. Stephen, share with us where you're joining us from. What are your thoughts in regards to the conversation we are having with Leila today? And also your comments on the proverb real quick. Uh, thank you so much. Hi, Simon. I'm Steven, joining from Kisumu, Kenya. Uh, wasn't able to grasp everything that you are sharing with Leila, but uh, I liked what Leila uh, shared at the beginning of uh, our conversation. Uh, experience and uh, uh, the activism work that she does. Uh, concerning uh, the proverb related to uh, that goes 
asiyefunzwa na mamake ufunzwa na ulimwengu and there is another one also that goes uh, uh, my understanding is that uh, it's important for us to take caution and uh, uh, do according to what advices uh, we are given uh, there is a say that goes that what an elder can see seated a young man can't see even while standing so it's uh, always important to listen uh, to the elders and to listen to uh, the cautions and warnings that uh, we are being given uh, maybe the directions that we are being led to will be life saving so it's that's my take for today's program thank you Simon. Excellent. Thank you, Stephen, for taking your time and joining us uh, from Kisumu, Kenya. Uh, I deeply appreciate you. Uh, Stella, how are you doing? Uh, where are you joining us from? And what are your thoughts in regards to my conversation with Lila Talks uh, and also the proverb? Thank you so much. Stella is unable to join us at the moment, so we'll move on to Brother Arth. Uh, how are you? Where are you joining us from? And what are your perspectives on today's proverb? Peace and love, family. This is Brother Arth from the North Carolina Territory. And uh, I hate that I missed the conversation between you and Layla. It, it uh, sounded like it uh, was going in a beautiful direction and, you know, Congratulations and uh, kudos to her for all she's doing. But uh, when I hear the proverb, what it makes me think of, um, you know, I used to hear my grandma say things like, you know, um, they think they too, they think they too smart for good advice. You know what I mean? When somebody was just in the mindset of doing things that way, uh, uh, not being able to listen, she also used to say, you know. A hard head make a soft behind. And, you know, of course you're going to have a soft behind because you, you know, constantly get whipping. You, uh, you know, uh, understanding that we don't know everything uh, and there's always room for growth and improvement. It's good to be able to hear a uh, console or uh, listen from, uh, to wisdom from someone who has been there or has the experience. But uh, for whatever reason, sometimes our ego or, you know, what have you get in the way and uh, we're not able to receive advice and oftentimes it ends up hurting us in the long run. And I park my plane right there. It's brother, I peace and love, fam. Peace and love to you, brother Arthur. I love, I love what you just said. Uh, but I'll let Lila comment on everything that you're all sharing in just a moment. I want to continue on uh, by inviting... Uh, I see Taban is on the stage, so I'll go to Taban, Lisa, then Lavender is going to be our last contributor on the stage. So Taban, thank you for joining us. Share with us where you're joining us from and also what today's proverb means to you. If you have any comments to our special guest, feel free to share as well. Thank you, Simon. My name is Taban. I'm listening from Kenya, uh, Kisumu, specifically Manyata. Uh, in relation to today's uh, proverb, it is a bad child who, does not, who doesn't take advice seriously. In regard, uh, what I would like to say is, uh, you see, with, uh, there's another proverb that says, old is gold. And uh, whoever who gives advice has seen what life has 
So a bachelor can take the advice because he has not seen the light. It is a, it is somehow this this a warning. If a child cannot listen to the good advice that is being given, personally, I would advise that he, he feels what he wants to feel ahead. Uh, as uh, my brother Steve had said earlier on, there's a Swahili proverb that says, Mtoto akirelia weme mpe. In regard, what I'd like to say is that uh, this proverb, they, they go hand in hand. It also depicts that uh, some of the ways Oh, we lost we lost Taban there. Uh, for 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 those who are you know meeting Taban for the first time, Taban is actually uh, one of my team members uh, at One Vibe uh, in Kenya, and Taban is also uh, you know a beneficiary of the programs that we do in Kenya. And you know after going through our training programs, he is now one of the people who are employed by One Vibe in Kenya. So I'm very very proud of you. And I'm very, very proud of the work that the whole team is doing. Uh, I want to go on to Lisa now. Lisa, how are you? Thank you for taking the time to join us for the show this uh, morning. Uh, what are your thoughts in regards to today's uh, proverb and conversation with Lila Talks? Yeah, I, like the other guy said, we were told that, um, I can remember what he mentioned. It's a little early where I am. Um, I would just say the same, like he said, soft, but a hard hand makes a soft behind. That's like an American thing. Mm, mm, mm. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically all I have to say right now. Yeah. But that's I'm great. learning other proverbs. You know, um, my, uh, how would I put it? There was a gentleman that I worked for for six years, not knowing that he knew my uncle. He came here in the 60s, late 60s. He was from Nigeria. And I found out later that his daughter is my cousin. And in the 70s, my uncle knew him. And that's how he met his mother, like his, his child's mother. You know, so I'm learning. Right. We, we all are. We all are. We all are learning. Uh, I just want to comment here. Brother Rushi is unable to join us on the stage. He's uh, actually watching on YouTube and he sent a really beautiful comment where he's saying that a bad child who doesn't take advice grows into a stubborn adult. I love that. Uh, lavender. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lavender. Uh, and what is the YouTube channel? Because I want to join your YouTube page. It's right at the top of the clubhouse room. If you see the link at the oh, top, okay. yeah, if you click that, okay, you'll see uh, my handsome face and the beautiful face of my guest. <laughs> I have to praise oh. myself. Not enough people praise me, you know. <laughs> and what country, what country are you from? I am from Kenya, you know. I'm from oh, Kenya, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yes. it's a beautiful yes. place. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was speaking with a gentleman last night from Kenya, and I told him that I I didn't know Swahili, but there was a song by Miriam Makiba. It was uh, Pole Muse. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, Pole Muse means sorry, old man. Yeah, yeah. If, anyway. yeah I didn't know what it was, but yeah. I would listen to it, and I would have my, my nephew sing it with me, you know? I wanted him to learn a language. Even though we didn't understand it, I just wanted him to feel it, you know? You see, that's good advice. That's the interpretation for this proverb, what you said, you know. Uh, Sometimes you have to feel things in order to learn from them. Mm -hmm. So music is included. Is 
anyway lisa let me move on to lavender here i would love to see you again join us tomorrow we'll do this again tomorrow uh, i want to hear what lavender also has to say about this proverb then i have a guest on youtube if you join us there you'll be able to see her um and uh we will continue on with the conversation like that so lavender you've been here with us uh you know over the last many many days but also particularly during this show the whole hour just share with us your thoughts on the show and any comments uh in regards to the conversation with lila hi simon this lavender i'm speaking from seattle um my thoughts about uh the show from beginning of 2023 it's been intense um and we've had very powerful um guest speakers like it's such an intensive learning process you feel like one hour is not enough and um you ha- you don't really have enough time to digest these things and put them into action but you try to remember sometimes when i uh forget and i want to refer to something one of our speakers said i go back to either our youtube channel or go back to clubhouse and listen lila thank you so much for showing up today and just sharing your knowledge with us it's not easy to fight for what you stand for i didn't want to use the fa- the word fight but um stand firm for what you hold dear and what you hold dear in many cases are your people it's not easy we find that many people who put themselves in this position are always getting in trouble but you're looking at the bigger picture and we are here to support you in any way to uh be louder and keep going today's proverb a bad child who doesn't take advice it's a bad child who doesn't take advice um i don't know about bad but um no taking advice lead to repercussions you have to be ready for consequences when um you don't listen um i do my best to listen to what other people have to say or feedback when it comes to work, family matters, uh friendships, I find it important to listen and uh follow my heart. So um I hope we are always ready to um deal with the consequences. The other thing I'd like to mention and uh this is important to this room and um to us as a team of One Vibe Africa and the team behind the production of this podcast there's a lot of information and resources on the information section 
of this YouTube um, channel and uh, each day has resources and I uh, the apps we are using. People ask us what apps are you using to um, produce your podcast. Those are all in there. Simon's book is on there and um, a trip to Kenya. We have two trips to Kenya. Um, the one in February 1st and there's another one coming up in July 10th. So feel free to go on there and just um, get the information if you have questions please feel free to reach out to myself simon stella cubs we are so uh we are such a big family thank you all so much for always making time to join us i know the people i hold dearly we've formed a huge family from this platform and just know today and the days following that i appreciate you deeply thank you so much Simon. excellent uh you know lavenda is one of the people that takes notes before she talks so <laughs> <laughs> she was just going through her notes and i i can't i can't stop or slow her down it's just beautiful to see and hear uh lila i know you are short of time but there are two people that i really want to give a chance here for you to listen to there are people that have literally helped build this space uh you probably know them one is victoria uh victoria i've missed listening to your voice how are you go ahead and say hi and share your perspectives on this proverb and then we'll listen to jay who just joined us as well go ahead victoria good morning everyone and simon I do miss you a little bit, just a little bit, not a lot, but just a little bit, Sasa. Poor, poor, poor. It's wonderful to have you back here, you know? <laughs> no, you know, it's the room. Just bear with me, please. It's It's been so long since I've been here. So there's, there's a bit of joy and excitement that I just want to uh, not necessarily go formally, but it's just personal for a second. So Simon, I did move from Boston to San Diego, so the time difference um, makes it a bit challenging to come to the shore. And also I had a, a change of things that I had to stay within with myself before I could come up. You know, healing is done in private, it's not done in public. So I'm in a good place where now I'm able to share my energy again. That's beautiful, that's beautiful. Um, you know, I just love that you you joined us and I love that you know you you're healing and you're at a good place. You know being at a good place is a gift. So thank you for sharing you know the gift of your time with us today. Uh I'm yeah, I have a wonderful sister that I'm hosting here today. We are, we are still continuing with this work, you know, and we are making it uh even bigger and so uh your energy is going to help propel it further. Go ahead. I think you have something else to say. Yes, thank you. So, and to the everybody else, Jaye, I remember you. I saw Silas, uh, if I'm pronouncing your name right, I also remember you. And everybody who don't know me, my name is Victoria. I'm originally from Kenya. I live in San Diego now. I work for Mary Lynch. Um, this space used to be the place that I came every morning to pour out my heart to find solace, to connect with uh, people from home. Someone speaks the same language, we come from Kenya. So this is somewhere, I, this is a place I value more than any other room in Clubhouse. 
Um, also in my personal space, I love Proverbs. It's the one thing that I go to every time I have a decision to make or I'm in a place of cognitive dissonance where I don't know exactly what to do. I always pull one of the Proverbs that I know to help me in making a decision or to move forward or not to do what I'm, I'm wanting to do. So besides just the room, proverb itself, it's something that I absolutely value and adore. Uh, this one, I like it today. Uh, I don't know about the word bad, like Lavender said, but I also want to take the wild child out of the proverb and speak to us as adults and to make it, to simplify for myself and for you to help you maybe understand what the proverb means from my perspective, uh, there is a proverb that says, wise men learn from their mistakes, but the wiser men learn from the mistakes of others. So if you were to combine that and this one, then we can say somebody who doesn't take advice, they learn from their own mistakes. But should you have the ability to take somebody else's advice, you may avoid doing the same mistakes. And so for us as adults, can we remember that wise men learn from their own mistakes? We learn from experience. But what if we become wiser and learn from the mistakes of others? Then we won't be the bad child who doesn't take advice. We'll be the good child who grows up by learning from the mistakes of others and not from our own personal mistakes. And thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day. I'll be here shortly, but I'll start getting ready for work in about 10 to 15 minutes. So if I leave quietly, you'll have to pardon me for that. Enjoy the rest of your day, everyone. Excellent. Thank you. Now, the last speaker is going to be Jay. We we, we are long past uh, bringing back, uh, you know, uh, the microphone to you, Leela, so that you can wrap up the show for us. Uh, but listen, Jay, uh, I just love that you take the time to join us, uh, you know, almost every morning. I know it's early for you, and I, I just want you to know that I deeply appreciate it. Um, Leela, there's an additional speaker who wants to comment uh, on the show, especially because of the conversation we are having, and I just had to skip him. His name is Malcolm Cash, and uh, so I'll give you a chance to Malcolm I see that Leila is okay with us. Just taking a minute each so that we, we, we include everybody. So Jay, uh, the floor is yours. I just thank you so much, dear brother. I just want to quickly in that one minute say, I am so thrilled to see you, Victoria, as well, in that red dress. Uh, and I'm, I'm really happy that things are, are a lot better in terms of whatever occurred or whatever was happening that required the healing. I'm just so happy that um, you reached that point where you were able to be with us today. And um, welcome to the Pacific Northwest. Having quickly said that, I just want to say that I also agree about the word bad. When you're using uh, with children, as I can see, stubborn, hard-headed, difficult, challenging, um, but not bad. But I agree with Victoria um, and what she said. And I also think that, you know, just sometimes it just takes time with some children to get them to understand that the direction that they're going is going to cause them more hardships than what's needed and what's necessary. Um, 
that ha that having been said, I think I've reached my one minute, and I'll turn it over to Malcolm if that's uh, the next person that you want to speak. That's right. That's right. And just a quick shout out to Tutaleni, who just joined us, another incredible leader and, uh, you know, professor at uh, one of the big universities here in the U.S. and uh, the founder of the Namibia House. I just want to make sure I give you a shout out and recognition. And also, MJ, I see you. Uh, and Milan and Shomari and Rocky, uh, you know, I, I see you and I value your presence. Go ahead, Malcolm, share with us your perspectives briefly. Uh, yeah, appreciation for the room. Been a minute since I've been here, but I remember this room. I like that you are calling through, the group is calling through. Um, the proverbs and the, the wisdom tradition of Africa on this clubhouse, we see so much discussion as one dimensional of the politics, the conflicts, and so I'm glad that you're rooted and anchored. Uh, when I was a child, I saw around me men who became addicted to alcohol, and I talked to my father about it, and he had one time been addicted and had broken the habit and caused a lot of havoc in my older siblings' lives because of it. Uh, and so he said to me, son, uh, you can't get addicted to what you never start. And so I'm 58 and I've never tasted alcohol. Uh, I never used any drug because of what my father told me. He said, son, it's that first time. You, if, you take, if you don't do the first one, you never have to worry about anything thereafter. So he uh, transitioned seven years ago, thank God for him. And that was uh, some of the best advice he's ever given to me. I just had a brother pass two years ago because of sclerosis of the liver, because unfortunately he had not taken that advice. And so I miss him also. But yeah, so sometimes following the advice as a child uh, of your parents can save your life. Uh, Flannery O'Connor has a short story, said the life you save may be your own. And the choice that I made based on the advice of my father has saved uh, and certainly propelled my life. So appreciate the time. Uh, blessing to the room. This is Malcolm. Thank you, Malcolm. I just uh, appreciate the, the, the nuggets of wisdom you shared with us today. And I can't wait uh, to see you again in the coming days. Now, Lila, I want you to just reflect on some of the things that our brothers and sisters shared with us today that uh, that uh, stuck with you. And also take a moment and share with us how we can stay connected with you, how we can support your work. Uh, for those who are joining us now, I have been here hosting Lila Talks, who is an incredible leader. Uh, you know, with Ethiopian roots, but based in D.C., deeply involved in Virginia politics, uh, advising, uh, you know, Fortune 500 companies, and really, uh, you know, bringing the issues uh, of Africa to the global stage. Uh, and, you know, today, having a little bit of time for us. Lila, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, so first of all, you know, I used to be very, as Simon, that's how me and Simon met, I was very active on Clubhouse at one period. Um, and so just hearing everyone come in, it kind of reminds me like, oh, maybe I need to dabble back because it, it is nice to have this sense of gathering. And Simon, you know, his voice even, you know, just so calming. It's like a meditative state. So anyways, it was nice to have everyone come in. And I don't know about you, but I definitely saw like a pattern, like even this is an African proverb, a lot of people who are American from different places were like, yes, you know, we have something very similar to that proverb. And I think when there's some core principles or values of just, you know, 
seeking wisdom that's kind of universal. Um, and I, I believe his name is Ruzi. Um, I really like uh, his comment about a bad child who doesn't take advice grows into a stubborn adult. So again, I, I, I agree with everyone else on using the word bad with child because you know, they internalize that. But I understand the essence of what the, the proverb is trying to say, and as well as this gentleman. And I think there's a lot to be said there. So I think for those who are parents, think about how you communicate with your children and how you have that kind of, you know, bilateral, you know, relationship. Um, and then also Malcolm's comment just now, I mean, that really sat with me and that actually, no one gave me that advice, but that's also the reasons why I never dabbled in certain things because I was afraid of, of what that would look like, whether it's on TV and other things. And um, I think that more people need to, not just children, need to constantly, continuously seek learning and, and being aware. So that's my thought on the proverb. So my name is Galila, but uh, it's I go by, so I, in social media, I go by Lila Talks. It's spelled L-I-L-A, Lila Talks, L-I-L-A, Lila Talks. I have a YouTube channel. It is a lifestyle channel. So it's pretty much, you know, whatever I want to talk about. So it can be from, you know, fashion to travel to something very serious related to rape victims, human trafficking, um, and, you know, women advocacy, women entrepreneurship. So that's kind of a little bit of everything. So you can check me out there. All my social media handles are Lila Talks, L-I-L-A, Lila Talks. I'm very active on Instagram. I post like IG stories every day. If you want to reach out to me, whether you want to send me an email um, at info.lilatalks at gmail or um, just send me a DM to, I, I think a lot of them unfortunately couldn't hear me during my talk. So you can just rewatch this on YouTube. Um, I basically was describing some of the situations with displaced Ethiopians due to the war and other things um, in Ethiopia. So I went and visited an IDP camp. This is a camp of 30 people. A lot of them were women and children, and they just need a lot of help. And so the reason why I'm on this show is to build partnership and gathering. But anyone listening on YouTube, anyone listening on Clubhouse, if you say, you know what, I think this, this awareness about what's going on in Africa, particularly in Ethiopia, I want to share it. And I have resources, whether it's journalists, whether there's other podcasts, please, please, please do not be shy and reach out to me um, just so we can kind of spread the awareness with other people so that these folks can get the help they need. Um, and so the website and the group that I've kind of created is called the Humanity Network for Ethiopians. And the website, if you want to know more about the stats and some of the things I shared in the organizations and the ways you can donate, whether it's food, clothing, et cetera, is Humanity, you know, H-U-M-A-N-I-T-Y for the letter for ethiopia.com and so i hope to stay in connection with everyone who listened in thank you excellent uh lila uh this has been amazing this has been amazing and it's been a long time coming i think the first time i reached out to you that i really want to have a conversation with you was like a year maybe and a half ago at that time i was still figuring out podcasting you know i was not even sure what i was doing but now I'm so, uh, I feel like I'm confident. I'm not so confident and I know what I'm doing. That's part of why in the description to this video, we're actually now helping other people, you know, figure out podcasting. We are partnering with a lot of brands that build tools for podcasting. And uh, so, you know, anybody who is interested, anybody who, who wants uh, support from my team, 
let us know you know uh, we've built a really strong team majority of our team members are in Kenya and Seattle so uh, our job is to learn and then really focus on sharing this knowledge uh, within the diaspora the African diaspora and back home but also to bring on leaders like Lila who are literally you know um, you know uh, uh, just doing the work you know uh, it's it's so easy to to just forget about what's going on uh, in Africa and enjoy uh the great opportunities and the and the and the life that the united states has to offer you know uh, but people like you are the ones that encourage me to continue showing up here every morning and to continue doing the work i do with one vibe africa with madaraka festival so i really really appreciate you lila and uh, i think do you have anything to say before we wrap up no, I just think people should continue to tune in and just find ways that you can seek wisdom, you know, with the proverb as well as, you know, receive it and give it. So um, it's really excited. Hopefully I'll be back soon. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, we'll definitely reach out and make sure you come back so that we continue on with the conversation. I feel that Ethiopia uh went through a lot in the last three years and i would love to have you back so that we explore some for example the peace deal you know uh i feel like the peace deal went so quickly i i would love to go deeper and understand how did that happen uh what can what can uh what can burkina faso what can mali what can what can south sudan learn from ethiopia you know and uh, that process you know uh and also you know for you also there's so much that you do and i feel like i was rushed through this interview and i would just love to break down some of the i feel like we should just have a conversation about lila talks you know uh <laughs> one time you know anyway thank you and uh, to all our guests latanja i see you and uh martin you know there's so many of you that i could not even give a shout out to thank you for being here we are building this little village every monday to friday 6 a.m uh, to 7 a.m pacific standard time that's 5 p.m uh, east african time uh you know you can check what time it is in your time zone but we are staying consistent uh, and very very persistent you know because nobody is going to do this for us you know uh, uplifting african culture sharing african proverbs in the way that we're doing is our job you know no one will do it for us and so for me i was very very proud because uh, my second born daughter woke up early and instead of crying she knew i was live so she ran here and she was just listening in you know whenever i drive them to school we are listening to the show so they they learn these proverbs from a very young age so i really encourage you if you have children in your lives just turn on this show and let them listen and then have a conversation with them so with that this is the tail end of our time together lila i'm just so grateful and uh you know um to our viewers uh thank you and we'll see you tomorrow african father in america you are listening to African Father in America podcast.